Good day and welcome to another one of Ursa's podcasts. With us today is Dr. Dan Steenkamp, a lead economist at the Reserve Bank, and we will be discussing a novel method using trucks of all things, which improves the suite of models incorporated in now casting. This is the second time we are speaking to Dan. You may recall our, our last podcast. And should you be interested in now casting, I highly recommend listening to that podcast we recorded in October last year. Welcome, Dan. We are so grateful to have you with us today again. I'm Margot. Uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Thank you. So before we get started, for our listeners, Dan was kind enough to put together a concise set of slides, which we may be referring to during the podcast. If you want to take a look at these, just look at the link below and you'll find them. Okay, so without further ado, Dan, this last year we had growing levels of uncertainty, unprecedented, and now casting, which is a fairly new type of forecasting technique, has been growing in popularity. In our previous podcast, we discussed how the South African Reserve Bank has been using a suite of models to now cast GDP. For the listeners that are fairly new to now casting, could you tell us a little bit more about what it is and how it works? Absolutely. Now, economists are interested in determining where, what the current state of the economy is. Um, so that we can make the best policy decisions possible. And so at the moment, the last published data point for GDP is the 2020 uh, fourth quarter uh, GDP figure. And so because GDP is published with a lag, we have to use the data that we currently have at hand to forecast what the current quarter uh, level of GDP is. So we're recording this podcast in the middle of March 2021. And so we already have other data from January, February, and daily data uh, for half of the month of March available to us to forecast the 2021 first quarter GDP figure. And so that's what uh, now casting is all about. It's about forecasting the current quarter level of GDP. Very interesting. So since we recorded our, our, our last podcast, your team has been quite involved in finding different sort of data to incorporate into this now casting. And your latest research has been looking at using data from the South African National Roads Agency, or SANRAL, to improve the forecast of GDP. Could, could you tell us more about that? Like lots of other central banks, the Reserve Bank's been very interested in creating uh, new, uh, what are known as fast indicators of economic activity to allow us to understand the nature of the impacts of the COVID crisis on the economy. And the advantage of using traffic volume data is that it is available to us almost immediately, which makes such data very useful for understanding the extent of economic activity in real time. Okay. So during the, the COVID crisis, we've seen traffic flows decline dramatically, and we've created some indicators of traffic flows that enable us to summarize the overall impact uh, of, for example, the, the lockdowns um, that have uh, been initiated, and we've been able to quantify the, the, the extent of the decline in traffic flows. We've seen Trucking flows, for example, so aggregating trucking flows across different routes in South Africa, falling by over 50% following wow. the initial lockdown. So a very uh, severe contraction in, the, uh, in traffic volumes for trucks. 
but the decline for light passenger flows was even more severe, um, declining over 80%, oh, sorry, almost 80% during the initial lockdown. Wow. And so what we've been able to do is using these indicators, we've also been able to monitor uh, the recovery of the economy um, over time. And we've seen traffic flows return to pre-crisis levels towards the end of uh, last year. And then we've also been able to use the indicators to, to look at how the economy reacted to the uh, position of the adjusted level three lockdowns towards the end of last year as well. So we can use these indices of traffic activity uh, as coinciding indicators of economic activity. Interesting. And I think it definitely makes sense, you know, the correlation between the amount of activity on the roads and how busy our economy is. And um, so when you speak of these traffic flow indicators, what data do you use specifically from Sunroll? And, you know, how does this become available? I mean, is it how many data points are you looking at? How do you actually get that data? Absolutely. So we've got data from um, almost 9,000 monitoring sites. Wow. Uh, with a very long history data for some sites going back um, to the mid-1990s. Uh, and this is at an hourly uh, frequency. Okay. So the data is available across four different categories of vehicles. And that's light passenger vehicles and three categories of trucks, so short, medium, and long. And what, the, what we've done is construct uh, indicators at route level, so both for national roads, provincial roads, and municipal roads, um, okay. aggregating the hourly data to daily frequency, um, summing over the number of vehicles in each category uh, of vehicle per day at each monitoring site level before we average across all of the sites on a given route. This enables us to create route level aggregations of those vehicle categories and to construct both daily and monthly indicators so that we can um, compare traffic flows over time. Uh, because we're interested in doing like-for-like -like comparisons, so being able after a lockdown in a specific uh, month to be able to, com to compare the impact after the lockdown um, with traffic flows for the same week uh, or day or month uh, from the previous year, we do both daily and monthly season adjustment of the data to enable these kinds of like-for-like -like comparisons. And then a final uh, cleaning uh, step that we take is uh, there's been a, a decline in the number of stations providing data following the COVID crisis. And so we eliminate stations um, that don't have enough um, coverage over our sample period from our sample. Oh, that's really great. So it makes a lot of sense that you make seasonal and various outlier adjustments, but how do you know which routes matter the most in terms of predicting GDP specifically? Do you consider various industries or locations or do you adopt a more general approach? This is a very valuable data set and the work that we've done really is just a first cut, a first attempt at trying to uh, demonstrate the, the value of such data. So we followed a very simple approach to try and understand which monitoring stations might be the, the most useful for understanding the current state of the economy. We have uh, taken data for trucks only um, at, for the 77 routes that we've constructed. Wow. And then we 
we look for, we, we identify uh, routes that have uh, a correlation with GDP of over 0.5. Now this is a very simple and fairly crude approach, but it's a, it allows us to narrow down the number of routes that we consider to 16. And they are the routes that you'd expect. Uh, they are all the, the major national routes and a couple of the, the regional, the main regional routes. Um, and what we then do is we construct um, a, a monthly indicator of trucking flows, uh, which we seasonally adjust to enable us to do like-for-like -like comparisons over time. And then um, we uh, can use uh, this uh, as an indicator, both for telling stories um, uh, at our monetary policy committee about the impacts of lockdowns on the economy, but also for actually uh, doing forecasts of GDP. Okay, very, very interesting. And then Dan, the big question, how accurate is this measure so aptly called the trachometer as an indicator of GDP? And how does it contribute to the now casting suite of models we discussed in our previous podcast? Our trachometer has a correlation with GDP of over 0.9. Wow. So it's highly correlated uh, with uh, current quarter GDP. Oh, wow. And we've done really just some, uh, some initial work to demonstrate that in simple models of GDP, adding the trachometer to the model really helps explain movements in GDP. Mm. And we've done some very simple uh, now casting exercises, one of which is um, demonstrated in the slide pack that demonstrates that. Um, over recent quarters, at least, the trachometer has helped uh, to improve now costs um, of South African GDP. Now, this is a contention that uh, we, we are uh, busy testing in some follow-up work, mm -hmm. adding the trachometer to our other um, high-frequency indicators to see the, to really judge formally the extent of the improvement um, and now costs that one get uh, from adding the trachometer uh, to, uh, to our existing uh, forecasting tools. Okay, I think it's some really great research and I sort of wonder why we haven't been using this data before, just because there is so much of it and it's, it's wonderful that we can make the use of it now with now casting. So what is next then with this data? Are there other applications we could have using this data? Or in which areas of economics do you think it could also be useful? In the immediate, what we are doing is refining our methodology um, to see if we can produce better predictors of current quarter GDP, or even think about using um, such data to predict turning points in GDP. Mm. But there are all sorts of other economic questions that one could um, answer using data like this. Um, for example, it could be interesting to use geolocation matching of the stations yes. that we have in the data set to centers of economic activity. So things like mines or factories or ports or airports okay. to understand uh, the relationships between different types of economic activity and, and characterize regional um, activity um, using such data. So it, it, it really does open up uh, an opportunity for us to do all sorts of macro and micro analysis. Very interesting. 
Thank you, Don. I think this is such exciting research your team is, is working on. Is there anything else you'd like to say to our listeners? No, thank you, Margot. Just thank you uh, for the opportunity uh, to discuss some of our research. Thank you, Don. It is always a pleasure chatting to you on our podcasts. And I think we are looking forward to hearing more about these fast indicators and fast tracks that you guys are looking into and where, it, where its research will go to. I very much look forward to doing another podcast once we have some more on that. And also to our listeners, a big thank you for listening to this podcast. And remember, for those of you interested in forecasting, we do have a, another very exciting podcast for you to listen to, which we recorded with Don last year in October. Thank you. And please remember to subscribe to our social media channels. Have a good one. Till next time.